This is uh, the Legend of Portalcast. I am Colin, uh, the main host. Uh, as I said, kind of in our uh, middle break last week, um, super thrilled to get to interview uh, Nadar. Um, we had, I mean, we first met. Man, it was it was ten years ago at Anime Central. Can you believe that, man? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I haven't been to Anime Central in years. I remember those days. It was a lot of fun. Um, I had a group of kids. Uh, they were known as the Avatar Kids, and I had them cosplay with their uh, peers and everything. Parents pitched in on cosplays, and I had to explain the definition of cosplaying, by the way. But it was a lot of fun for them. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, it's been a good while, and I really miss you, man. And you got to get down to San Diego, man. I've been going to San Diego now for probably about a good uh, 13 years. I missed out last year. But other than that, um, I was pretty much there for the beginning of everything, and it's been quite a ride. Well, I can uh, I can definitely say with certainty, I I've got time and the money set aside to go to next year's because I, I got a feeling that next year is also going to be a pretty pretty big year in terms of uh, you know announcements because based on kind of their schedule with the the Netflix series, I have a feeling that they're going to have either some some kind of trailer or at least a substantial panel uh, kind of talking about the future of the show. Yes, I am in complete agreement with that. Uh, everyone is excited. I, um, I've always, I had brief moments with Mike and Brian about never letting this go. And <laughs> it's like every couple of years, they continue to express to the, the greatest fans on earth that this is it. This is it. Okay, we're, we're done. Like in the beginning, it was three books. Okay, we're done. And then Korra came. <laughs> and then, okay, Korra's going to be done in a couple of books. And then it got split. And then, okay, that's it. We're done. Oh, look, what do we have here? Is that a book? Next thing you know, there are, <laughs> there are books coming out. <laughs> I mean, if I, if, if I would have been the creator of such a masterpiece, I would do it forever. I mean... The Avatar universe, is, there's so much areas to explore, you know. And I will say that I've always been a huge fan of Avatar Kiyoshi. She's always been a fan. I can get into details about that, but I don't want to take a part. <laughs> oh, man, that book was amazing, though. And I, I thought of you, too, because uh, it was I, I don't know what years you did, but you definitely cosplayed as Kiyoshi, right? I cosplayed as Avatar Kiyoshi uh, some years ago. And... Um, um, I, I'm I'm six six. First of all, that's my height. I'm six six. <laughs> so you've got the height down. <laughs> it, took, it took a while to, to to gather the the courage to cosplay such great such greatness, and I did. I had to. I said I can't I can't go another year without doing this. So a plan went into motion. I got it done. I actually had some boots, special boots made that make me three. With three or four more, it added three or four more inches, so it actually made me seven. <laughs> I mean, come on, she was <laughs> forever, man. I had I had to come to uh, full capacity with this character, so I created a flag and everything. I entered a cosplay contest and I won. Uh, Nickelodeon came over and uh, they were filming the cosplay contest and they wanted to do a piece on me, and they did, and then. Some months later, I saw it on the marathon on on Nickelodeon, man. And <laughs> I would cherish it for the rest of my days, you know. I felt like that's the closest I was going to come to ever meeting or being Kiyoshi. Mm. 
Well, I, I know that you, you've been such a, such a pillar in like the fan community in terms of, you know, not only with like your amazing cosplays, but also, uh, you know, every year you're organizing these meetups or helping kind of coordinate with, uh, with Avatar Mom, another pillar in the fan community, uh, to organize these meetups at different cons, but specifically, uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Um, can you tell me like a little bit about how that evolved over the years and uh, how that kind of got started? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, in the beginning, I, of course, I started off as a regular fan. I never, never thought that I would become a super fan. You know, I, I never thought I would become involved or should I say transcended until such a <laughs> masterpiece, a, a masterful environment. And that's exactly what happened. My sister... Amina, she drugged me into this whole thing, and that's another story. And <laughs> the bricks, like, wow, what a story! This is a, a crazy journey. I mean, it, it, it tells everything. So I started going to the panels, and then I found out that Avatar Mom uh, was in the Midwest. You know, so I said, okay, well, that's that's my area. You know, Chicago. So I said, okay, well, I, I've gotten to know her over those, you know, those humble beginnings, and. I noticed how I, I would see people helping out, and then there was the meetups. I never really had anything to do with the meetups, but uh, this young lady, she was really involved, and she was in charge of that. So I would go to that, and in the following years, I began to dress up, you know, cosplay, and I got to know Avatar Mom, and then I expressed interest. Hey, I want to be a part of this. Like, I, I, I no longer want to just sit idly by and just watch greatness unfold be, before my eyes. <laughs> I, I have to. <laughs> so... We talked and we talked, and I started small, of course. And man, I just started um, helping out wherever I can. And then I thought to myself, you know what? You know, some some episodes in Avatar, they're always talking about these feasts, having these great feasts and things like that in the festivals. I said, what if we did that? So, uh, thus became the birth of the Spaghetti Factory post Avatar dinner, fan panel dinner. And <laughs> we started that about, uh, I believe it was 12 or 13, 12, about 12 years ago, I believe. Or was it 13? I can't remember. It's one of those years. And it grew and it grew and it became uh, 10, uh, 10 members, not members, but 10 participants would come out, 10 guests would come out and eat, and then 20 and 30, and those 30 would bring their friends. And then it got crazy after a while. And and it's funny because um, a kid was out in front of the spaghetti factory one year, and she, and she looks at me and she points and says, hey, you're a tall earthbender. I'm like, how do you know that? Like, <laughs> what? And she's like, yeah, I see your post all the time. I was like, you recognize me? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you've made it, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have uh, become part of the panel, uh, a part of the fandom. And, man, it's, it's been like one big family, man. It's like you meet new people all the time and you talk to them and, and, they, and they have um, YouTube sites. And, and, and we have a group, or not we have a group, but there's a group in Canada, man. I met a guy named Eric some years ago, years ago, and then he became uh, a best buddy of mine. And then he finally came down to America to come to San Diego Comic Con. I met him and I introduced him to the group. And yeah, now now the rest of Canada wants to come. Like next year, I've been in talks with them. Um, this young young lady named Tia, she kind of oversees a lot, along with other members uh, in her group. And we're, we're trying to get a big group from Canada to come and witness this greatness. I mean, they're wearing, wearing Canada. They want Mike and Brian to come down to Canada, but it is what it is, you know. But I want them to be a part part of something so marvelous that it just ponders within their brain for the rest of their lives, the rest mm. of their lives. So yeah. 
we loved the dinner, man. We we had a um, dinner this year, 2019, a small group, about 12, 15 um, participants. And um, as always, man, we enjoyed it. And we talked and we chatted and a lot of what ifs and what if Aang was this way and how about what if this happened and wow, have you read the book? And it's always things to talk about, everything Avatar, man, when, when we're in our little surroundings like that, you know? Very cool. <laughs> well, I know it's something that every year that you posted about it, it was something I wanted to get out there uh, to do and join you guys. So I, I, I'm looking forward to, to joining you guys uh, out there for that as well. And um, But it's just, it's so awesome that you've been able to kind of keep this tradition going for so many years too. Um, and just having that space for the fans to be able to kind of get together and be able to talk about that. And it's, it's just... It, it, it always truly baffles me how resilient and persistent this fandom is and has been over the years. Even though there has been dips in content where we haven't seen stuff come out and everyone's still interested and involved. But then, you know, this announcement of the Netflix show and, you know, suddenly there's this huge swell of, you know, it just energized the fandom, I feel like, at such a great moment, too. Everyone is dreaming about possibly winning the lottery. And when I say lottery, I mean the lottery of being a part of something great. Everybody wants to be a part of this new series coming up in a couple of years um, or a year and a half or however long it's going to take. That would be great. I mean, I wouldn't mind playing an extra or, or, or whatever. A guy in a bar. I don't know. Maybe uh, <laughs> a, a piece of skeleton bone stuck in the library. Or... or, <laughs> or <laughs> along the, the Sea Wong Desert, whatever, I would do anything. I would carry somebody's drinks. You know, I, I just want to be a part of it, even if it's only one day, you know. And now that Mike and Brian is in full, complete control of the construction of what is going to be this delightful series, everyone is just in awe about it. They're so excited. They can't wait. It, you know, it's just it's, it's breathtaking to know that, like I said, this is never going to end. I, I'm telling you, man, after after this Netflix thing, there's going to be more. There's going to be more. I have a feeling. I've been saying it for years. Other people have been saying it for years. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a feeling, especially after this Rise of Kiyoshi book, that there's going to be more, too. Because, I mean, that book was, I mean, such a testament to the fact that the Avatar universe is so unbelievably rich and there's so much potential for it that just barely scratched the surface on. Barely, yes. I'm full agreement. Um, FCE and Michael Dante, uh, Michael DiMartino, um, they have collaborated. I spoke with uh, briefly with FCE uh, during his signing and he expressed that he has never met Michael DiMartino, man. <laughs> he said that Everything has been done through, through over the phone or, or, or Skype or whatever. I think he said Skype. But everything has been done over the phone. And I was just so surprised when he said that. I'm like, well, are you serious? He said, yes. Now, I haven't read the whole book. I've read half the book. I'm on page 200. But I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Collins, every time I'm, I'm into it, I yell out something. And my kids are like, what's wrong? And I go, nothing, nothing. <laughs> She did. It's almost like you're watching the series. Plus, I have this very elaborate imagination, you know, because I'm into the arts. I like directing plays and things of that nature. So when I'm reading, of course, I'm I'm visualizing. And mm. I will say this: this is the first time ever 
that I have read a novel of this magnitude, whereas some of the words in this book, I have to look up. I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> what does that mean? You know, <laughs> you get you can get a good idea. Sometimes if you hear a word used in a sentence, and this is coming from an ex-teacher, you hear a word used in a sentence, and because of the, surround, the surrounding words of that particular word, you kind of know what it means. But some of the words, I'm like, wait a minute, what? It's like a wall is being put up in front of my face and say, hold on, time out. Let me look this word up. So, so far, I ran across like a few, like maybe four or five words. I'm like, wow. But the way the, 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 the community and, and uh, the, the, the towns and the cities are described in this book, it's amazing. And, and it allows you to, to construct this into your mind, you know, which makes the story also more uh, everly great. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's not what I expected. It is definitely not what I expected. I don't want to get into details because we don't want to do spoilers. I don't know if you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I I feel you, and it, that's such a good point too about the visualization because, um, you know, it's we've always had some kind of visual representation for you know, with the show, with the avatar world, there's always, whether it's been like the graphic novels uh, or it's been the show. I mean, it, we've always had a visual indicator. So to go into something where the visuals are all playing out in my mind, it's such a surreal experience because I'm seeing it like I'm watching the show, but in my mind, but it's also this kind of like darker, grittier tone to it that it feels much more tangible and real uh, in a way that honestly, like I haven't felt in a lot of the other content for the show, which is not to devalue the other parts, but like it just, I think makes this novel so incredibly special. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. I agree. 100%. It's like you said, it's not what you expected. Like I said, it, um, I don't know, man. So what what was what was kind of the re reaction of uh, like a lot of the fans and stuff out there in terms of like the panel um, and like kind of getting into what was discussed there and uh, how you kind of reacted to uh, some of the stuff that they went over? Well, I will say this. Um, they spoke briefly um, about Netflix. Um, some, some, you know, you know, at the end, have they at the end of every panel? You know, they do questions, Q and A, mm -hmm. and um, somebody, of course, we knew that was coming. Somebody posed a question about the series and on Netflix, and you know, Michael stated that um, when I tell you guys that we are in the beginning of of the beginning phases, the phase of this uh, series, I, I, I tell you the truth. This is it. We're at the beginning. Uh, this, you know, they haven't even, I, don't, I think they haven't worked on casting yet. So, yeah. But that's not to say that the storylines or storyboards have been recreated or, or pulled out of the, the, uh, the banks <laughs> and, and, <dust laughs> off and, and recreating this. And uh, they, they probably got somebody working on locations as we speak. And, uh, of course, they, they probably have the, the, the top-notch, top-shelf designers working on wardrobe and things of that nature. So, I mean, it's just the, the excitement of, of what's to come, man. It's just overwhelming. It's overwhelming. They also talked about um, a, a few of the books. They talked about some books. And they, they, they talked in detail a little bit about uh, the, uh, the Rise of Kyoshi. 
and what does Kyoshi mean to FCE and how much of a challenge it was to not embarrass himself, um, you know, and the, you know, for the fans, you know, you know, this is one of the, (laughs) (laughs) it's a very passionate fan base. (laughs) And you, you, you make, like, you see how we came after M night. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) But we met, I, I I don't think I ever told you, but we saw him. Or should I say, I saw him at the, San Diego Comic Con on the floor. On the floor. Oh my gosh. I had to send out a message to all all of my friends and followers. So people were like, (laughs) what booth is he at? What booth is he at? (laughs) Boom! Boom! (laughs) I wasn't booing, but I was booing with them internally, you know? (laughs) Oh man. I mean, it's, you know. Ah, it, it, it is such a it is such a wound and it, it's amazing because to this day, if I am just talking about the show with, you know, just friends of mine who maybe, you know, aren't really as into Avatar or other things like that. If like the movie is brought up, I feel this just uncontrollable like, you know, pool of rage that is there in my soul. And I'm just like, you know, it's even though it was so many years ago, it still feels so fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in full agreement, man. Um, it's like a bad taste that never leaves. Mm, mm-hmm. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> it's just that it was very upsetting. I mean, I don't know if I told you, but I got the kids dressed, man. They cosplayed to the movies to go see that. When they came oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All I could do was cringe, like, and then I think, who was that, Rotten Tomatoes? Somebody gave it the worst. They won the awards for the worst movie, one of the worst movies ever, what have you. Uh, I, I remember my, my girlfriend at the time, uh, I was going to meet up with her to go see the movie after I got out of work. And she texted me and she said, hey, just so you know, Roger Ebert gave this movie a half of thumbs up. Out of like his rating of like, or it wasn't, it wasn't half a thumbs up. It was like, no, it was half a star out of four. So his scoring out of four stars, he gave it half a star. (laughs) And I was like, oh no. (laughs) But you know, it's like, I had that moment where I was like, uh, like Sokka in book two. It's like, it's all right. Still got my positive attitude. It's going to be okay. (laughs) And then just like Sokka saw the, the incredible downfall. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I continue to introduce because I, I have a, a Earthbenders tattoo on my neck. By the way, I don't know if you've known that. Um, I've always waited, man. I waited for, for years, all through my teens, of something meaningful. I said, I'm not putting. So you know, a lot of people you see spiderweb or basketball or football or a heart or a rose or some vines, and you know the, the norm. I just see on people. Um, but I said, one day I'm going to get find me one tattoo, a tattoo that's very meaningful to me. And it ended up being embedded inside of a marvelous production such as Avatar Last Airbender. So I've always felt a huge connection with Earthbending. So my symbol on the back of my neck 
is an offender symbol. And I, mm. and I continue to tell people, adults, I don't care what they say or what they think about it. It's just a cartoon. How could you watch that? I made Arthur. Listen to me. I tell you, I tell you again, give it three episodes. You know, some people say, it's starting slow. That's okay. Follow the story. It's a great story. It's one of the greatest stories ever told. Give it a few episodes and watch what happens to you. It's like storytelling from from the mouths of, of, of the ancient Greeks, you know? Mm-hmm. And some people have done it, some people have not, but some people have done it and they're talking, they're calling, and when they text and ask questions, when they start asking a tremendous amount of questions, I know I got them, Collins. I know I have <laughs> Another avatar, born and ready. Huh? Oh, <laughs> uh, and that's the fun part. Because I'll sit there and watch it with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feel the, the healing, the medicine, the process begin, the rebirth <laughs> of how you see things, yeah. you know? I mean, it's it, it truly is, I think, like across all media, it's always really exciting to get to show somebody like a movie or a TV show that you're very passionate about. But I, I'm right there with you when like anytime I have introduced Avatar to someone who's never seen it and then getting to watch it along with them and seeing how emotionally invested they become, it's just it's really special to watch. And it's like, it's like now you understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the next step, um, I call it avatar training, by the way. The next step would be to go, you know, to Comic-Con to, to, to meet the creators and, and to listen to the hearts of thousands. Um, and these rooms, by the way, continue to be filled in, in, in the uh, convention hall by uh, panels dealing with Avatar, whether it's Avatar Mom or Michael D. Martino, etc. The, the lines continue to form. People are not getting in. The rooms are getting bigger. It's, it's, it's like it never left. It never left. You know, people still want to crowd into these rooms and see and bear witness to the, to the greatest, one of the greatest storytellers of our time. You know, and that's, and that's if, if Mike if, is in the room or not. Because Avatar Mom panel always fills up. And I tell people, don't mess around with this. Don't try to go and purchase something on the floor and then immediately proceed to try to uh, get into this room. You have to be lined up a few hours early to get you a seat. You know? And sometimes mm-hmm. they allow standing rooms, sometimes they don't. But I like to think that over time, when these rooms are filled like this, with um, you can request for a bigger room because they have people in there monitoring, you know, the capacity. So, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that everybody can't see. I mean, the line's been wrapped. I've recorded this stuff. <laughs> I was telling my mom, I said, hey, guess what? You got a line all the way down the hallway. And Comic Con has some pretty long hallways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, in terms of, you know, I know they talked about, of course, Rise of Kiyoshi. Uh, you said they kind of addressed a little bit with like the Netflix show. Um, but uh, I know they had. Um, Is it Faith? Faith Aaron Hicks? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Faith Aaron Hicks. Uh, so what I know that it was like kind of her first venture uh, going into uh, 
uh, going into the Avatar universe. Um, but I saw from one of the videos you posted on Facebook that it was uh, kind of a very special experience for you. Can you can you talk a little bit about that for those who didn't get to see that? Yeah, uh, Faith Aaron Hicks stated that uh, this she she was a um, she was a great admirer of the show. She was a huge fan, and she felt like it was a um, a huge honor to uh, be a part of such a show. You know, and uh, from what I've heard, I think Eric Hufana, I think he, he told me somebody told me she was uh, uh, from Canada. She was a Canadian, you know, uh, artist and animator. So she just spoke a little bit about how they came to terms and uh, what directions we should go. Uh, I got to tell you what I like about, best about what Faith, um, FCE, and Michael did was that when they when they created the book, you know, they, they, they went in directions that you would never think that they would have gone in. Like, I was like, Kyoshi? Kyoshi, this happened to her? She made this decision? She wants to do this to who? <laughs> she's becoming this person. <laughs> who is this group she's with? So yeah, I love the fact that it's not like the norm. What are the norms? Avatar goes out and, and the, the sage or, or the fire sages or another group, the uh, nomads, they, they recognize the Avatar for being the Avatar. They become a certain age. You train them so many years, 25 years, what have you, and they become a fully realized Avatar, etc. That's what we know about all of the Avatars. But not with Kiyoshi. And I like to think there's something that's dealing with the gravitational pull or the solar system that made her live so long. That's another huge interest of mine that I'm, I'm hoping they unveil in this book or the next. Don't say nothing, Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, all I will say is that you, you get some information. That's all I'll say. Cool, cool. I'm hoping, I don't know. <laughs> When uh, I don't know when part two is going to come out because there's going to be a second book. Uh, actually, next year, uh, the Shadow of Kyoshi uh, is scheduled to uh, release next year. Okay, I'm thinking that we're not going to hear anything about Chin in this book, um, which is fine with me. You know, that, that just makes the anticipation more, more um, crazy. You know, it's just it's just to be upon such preeminence people with their like that, that's an exotic mindset to have to create such a world and, and 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 make a certain turn in which you as a reader was was wasn't expecting it and that's what makes a great writer like this is a great story and i'm distracted at work i'm supposed to be working i'm reading this book in the corner and <laughs> I'm the book i'm opening the book I gotta read this last paragraph, and so yeah. As a matter of fact, once I get off the phone with you, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going, I'm going to go sit and read for about a good forty minutes. Mm. Yeah, no, I, 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 I could not put it down, and I was the same way. Where I just uh, any opportunity I had, it was actually it was when we were getting that like heat wave uh, up here on the East Coast too uh, last weekend. I, I was just like, you know, I'm gonna stay inside. With the AC, I'm going to read because that's all I want to do right now. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, you know, you've you've been involved in the fan community for a really long time. And what would you say has been 
your like you know your favorite part about how the fandom has evolved over these years and what you've seen it kind of uh, transform into and the things that have remained consistent that you've really enjoyed about it. Well, for my small portion of the pie, Collins, I like to say that um, being in, in this in this setting where people are loved and and shared by uh, our gathering of, of knowledge and, and, and uh, conversation and, and just an all around just just harmonious occasion in discussions and debates. You know, and and that's my main purpose for traveling to San Diego Comic Con is to be with them. I mean, I, of course, I do other little things, but that's my day. Like whatever, whenever a panel is on a certain day, I call it Avatar Day, and I love mm. to see new members like of of the fandom or or because you got some people that were kids back then. You know, there was eight. There were eight. Now they're like twenty one, twenty two, and and it, my older sister introduced me and. I've met a few of them um, this year, this past uh, panel, and it always warms my heart to see that the fans are always scourging towards this this masterpiece, man, and, and they want to know more, and they want to hear your views, and you you want to hear their thoughts and views on on Zuko and, and what do you think uh, is going to happen next, what's going to be the next great thing, and I'm talking about further past Netflix. You know, and I guess I would have to say that I really enjoyed the conversation. I love the conversation. I mean, we talk about things about the panel, and, but when we get into the world, I feel like we're sitting at Iroh's tea shop, sipping on tea, mm. <laughs> discussing facts and fiction of um, of this story and what we like to see. And I said, I'm gonna say, I said years ago. And I, I tell fans this all the time, and I had discussions with fans. Like, I would love to see, love to see a story about Kyoshi. I mean, come on. You, you can't tease a person and put <laughs> uh, excerpts of her appearance in a show and make it so great that you only dwelling on her during that entire 30-minute show. So now you want to meet her. You want to be her. You, you want to see more of her. So I said, that would be a great story. I want to hear this woman's story. Avatar The Rise of Kyosha. Now, man, Collins, when I found <laughs> out that there was going to be a Kyoshi book, I yelled my butt off. You hear me? <laughs> I was in excitement. And that's just, like you said, the tip of the iceberg. Another show that I have to, that I want to say. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm saying it here. You are the first. Your fans, all the fans, <laughs> me, but it but it has been said before. But now that this, your uh, pod is recording this, I, I'm putting it out there. Mike and Brian, I challenge you, I challenge you, to create a book, an episode, a film on the story of Iroh. Come on, man. Mm. Come on, man. We we have to know. Because there's a segment in the show where he went missing. All right? And some people say uh, he went on sabbatical. Some people say he was in the spirit world. But I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, come on. He saw Aang flying past on the on the, on the, um, on the dragon. Or was it on opera? Dragon it was, opera? No, it was on the dragon, yeah. <laughs> right, so he saw that. 
And he, he said, what's wrong? I oh, nothing, nothing. I said, this man holds a bank of secrets of, of a tremendous historical past that I want to know about. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for listening to The Legend of Portalcast. Sorry, we had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties uh, in the middle of the call, um, but I hope you're enjoying uh, my kind of interview and deep dive with uh, Nadar about his experience at San Diego Comic-Con. I uh, just also wanted to uh, give a heads up, um, because we didn't mention this at the end, if you are interested in going to San Diego Comic-Con, badges are going to be going on sale in the fall. Uh, they go pretty fast, and uh, they are pretty difficult to get sometimes. So if this is something you're really interested in, and trust me when I say I have a feeling, a very strong feeling, that Mike and Brian are going to do some kind of panel about the Netflix show there. Um, Make sure that you are checking the updates, following uh, San Diego Comic-Con on Twitter, so you can get those tickets on time. Um, But if you can't make it, don't worry, because I'm going to be going there, going to be doing a full report, interviews, everything. Um, So I'm... I know that's a ways off, but super excited about it. Um, and then uh, just a final note, later this week, going to be publishing the first uh, episode of uh, the mini-series that I'm doing with Marilyn from Beyond Bending, uh, our chapter-by-chapter uh, review of The Rise of Kiyoshi. You heard Nadar and I geeking out about the book in this episode. Wait till you <laughs> listen to how out of control Marilyn and I got when we were talking about this book because we have some strong feelings. (laughs) All right, well, thanks, guys. See you next week. All right, so after a little bit of uh, technical troubleshooting, we're back. Um, but, uh, But yeah, so we were obviously, we were talking about the idea of an iro story of some sorts yes oh gosh <laughs> yeah and i'm so, cooled off <laughs> <laughs> so i mean would you want to see that more as a novel or potentially as a like comic or maybe both um uh, i would love to, to visualize the story on the screen i would like to see this story on, done on the screen uh, as they did Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm. Uh, if that can't be, if that can't happen, then of course I would uh, move for um, it to be done in, in a graphic novel. And if that can't be done, maybe they can sit us down at a campfire and give us a good old storytelling with marshmallows and hot dogs burning over campfire. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so you know, to kind of just. Uh wrap wrap things up um in terms of our discussion you know as a as we were we've been talking about i mean the the avatar universe has been such a huge part of both of our lives um and you talked about you know the impact and the conversations that you've been able to have with fans over the years um what do you look forward to the most with the future of the fandom and what we're getting with the content in this avatar universe. Well, 
let's start with the fan. Let's start with the fans. Um, I hate to see fans go. You know, I, I, I love this fandom so much, this whole Avatar universe so much that I don't want to see. It's like watching your family member walk out, walk away from you, and that is not their intention. Believe it or not, um, they have other loves. That's fine, um, but to just completely uh, go, it, it's, it's hurtful. But you know what's good about this, this the fandom is that they return, mm. um, just like family. Man, they, they leave and they go and they come back. Uh, you can never stay away. I've seen people dust off their trunks and pull out those old Avatar books and those old DVDs, uh, book one, two, and three, and watch the whole thing and, and, and talk about it on Facebook. I just got through watching the whole library of Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, and next thing you know, they're ignited all over again with the love of the story. Um, and I would just appreciate and would like to continue to see uh, the creators along with co-creators and idealists that 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 they end up meeting, you know, during their their own personal journey in the creation of the Avatar universe. Like we stated earlier in the podcast, that there's there's like endless possibilities to to um, skewed stories in this show, you know. And I just what which whatever Avatar and whenever Avatar continues to grow, I will be a part of that branch. I'm, I'm forever part of the base of this foundation and the love of the story. And I appreciate Mike and Brian and, and all the other creators and writers and, and um, illustrators that's involved in keeping the love of this story of our little arrowhead, you know, going. And, and that's where I'm at with that. Well, uh, again, I, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to, you know, share your experience from uh, San Diego this year and your insights and feelings about the fandom and the universe, you know, over all of these years. And, um, you know, I, I, a while back, a few years, uh, several years ago, I know we had met up at one of the cons and uh, I went and we actually, we sat down and we did an interview. Um, and unfortunately, it was during a time where I didn't know how to do media management very well and didn't know how to properly store things to, uh, you know, keep it for the long run. It, it may be somewhere buried in a long lost hard drive, but it's something I haven't been able to find. But I, I want to take this opportunity to, uh, you know, to say that when we get to meet up next year at San Diego, I definitely want to, uh, do round two of, uh, of our interview and, uh, and kind of sit down and uh, make the best of it uh, uh, for a second time. Now that I've I've learned so much <laughs> about how to make sure I uh, keep that stuff uh, locked down. Okay, well that is definitely a, a plan that I'm looking I'm looking forward to, and I'm looking forward to seeing you again, Sir Collins, in the world of San Diego Comic Con, to continue on with this journey, man. So uh, for, for the folks listening, um, you know, just remember, you can uh, find out more about, you know, what happens uh, at San Diego Comic-Con, too. There's uh, some YouTube videos uploaded. Um, also, there's some Facebook groups that have uh, shared some stuff as well. 
um, and uh, kind of find out a little bit more of the details. But if you can make it out there, if you're on the West Coast and it's you know an easy drive from, uh, for you, or if you're across the country or across the world and you can make the trip, uh, you know, give us a shout. Let us know if you're going. Uh, and we would love to see you there and we'd love to kind of have you uh, join us for this incredible meetup uh, with everything. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an exciting year. We've got a lot of good stuff ahead of us on the horizon. Um, so, again, thank you so much, Nadar. Um, and remember, folks, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Legend of Portalcast. Uh, find us on Twitter at Portalcast Pod. And, of course, uh, on our website at legendofportalcast.com. Thank you all again for listening. We appreciate your support. And uh, until next time. Let us leave. <laughs>